Amazing. Right, we are just giving it a couple more minutes or minutes for the people to carry on arriving. People are still entering the room, which is good. Hope everyone is having a great Tuesday. Here in the UK, the weather has taken a slight change, so it's a little bit cooler and it's rainy instead of sunny. On a scale of 110, before we get started, on a scale of 110, how are you feeling? One being terrible, 10 being phenomenal. Whereabouts are you right now, mindset, mentally, right now in what you're doing, where you are right now in existence and, and, and what's going on? Get a good spread of numbers. Got some ups and downs. A lot of people hitting eights out there. As a nine, fully focused and energized and ready. Thank you very much. Yeah, about a six, weather cold, work really busy, still working in the office. I'm feeling you on that. Although I'm working from home, that shift in weather, that shift in temperatures really brought my, my, uh, my mindset down a little bit today. Wherever you are on that scale, I will I'm just receiving a comment coming in there. Wherever you are on that scale, what can you do right now that is going to take you one step higher? That's going to take you to the next number. What's the one thing you can do right now that's going to make you do that? Is it you know, to re-oxygenate yourself? Is it stand up and stretch? Is it to give you, give me your full attention and see where this is going to help you go in the next 20 to 30 minutes? What's that one thing that you can do to get increase that energy you've got right now. Brushed my hair, nice. Focus on myself at this time, yeah, absolutely. Finish off one thing, absolutely. Not take the feedback too personally. Feedback's a wonderful thing, it's a gift. There is no such thing as good or bad feedback, there is only ever feedback. The, um, a thing is neither good or bad, it's the thinking that makes it so, I paraphrase. There would always be something in there worth taking out. There'll always be something worth grabbing onto and going, okay, what actually do I need to do with that? How can that help me move forward? So it's important we do this. Uh, brush my hair is one of them. Before I go into any online meetings, before I even get into these, you know what? The one thing that I do that just helps me to get really focused is brush my teeth. I know it sounds crazy. I brush them in the morning, I brush them in the evening. But before this, I think because I'm not physically in a room and I'm con I become hyper-conscious of myself, and maybe I've had a cup of tea or a cup of coffee or whatever, just brushing my teeth. Helps me get focused, helps me get more engaged in what I'm doing and I just feel fresher. Helps me deliver this content. We are in, so let's get set up for success. Enough of the chit chat. Make sure you've got a drink handy. Let's make sure you've got herbal drinks, you've got water, making sure you're staying hydrated, even with the drop in temperature. You've got a fresh piece of paper. You've got a fresh notepad, no distractions on there, no other pieces of work. At the top, you're going to write keepers. Keepers are those things that you want to remember, that you want to read back through so that you can reignite your thinking, so you can come up with new ideas as a result of going back through those doodles and those notes and those bullet points that you take from today's session. The goal, as always, is to get more than three. So anything that I say or any questions that people ask me and I'm sharing ideas and concepts is to write down more than three keepers so that you can keep that momentum of thought going. That's what we do here at Sticky Learning. Let's get into this. Welcome to today's session. Welcome to today's Sticky Learning Lunch. 
continuing this is part two of the pdp planning you know personal development planning this is about the structure my name is nathan simmons senior leadership coach and trainer for mbm making business matter the home of sticky learning we are the provider of leadership development and soft skills to the grocery and manufacturing industry idea of these sessions is to give you 20 minutes of learning 10 minutes of q a focused on helping you be the best possible version of you in the work that you do right now and for when you return back to the workplace um, face to face are we all ready yes i'm hoping that's the answer i'm hoping you all said a positive affirmed yes today we're continuing to look at pdp it's going to be predominantly about structure is the first thing we want to look at this is going to be the first step to our structure hello let's come back out of that and step out of that for two seconds the question that i've got for you all and this is a big question and again i'm going to say this again hr you know have some challenges when i use this language it's important we understand this do you have an exit strategy what is your exit strategy for the project you're working on for the job that you're in, for the career that you're moving in or out of. What is your strategy in order to make that happen? Now it's important, we've got some yeses coming up already, it's important that we understand that we start putting these strategies in place. What is it? Um, strategy without tactics is the long road to victory. Tactics without strategy is the noise before defeat. Sun Tzu, I can't remember what year he wrote that, but it was um, potentially before Christ was born. So it's important that we understand that we have a strategy and we're employing the tactics to make those two elements work together. And having an exit strategy means that you can maintain that momentum and that curve on the way out of going, on, on the way to going where you need to be. So we just had the comment come in, no, but I now, I'm now aware that I need to invest time into it. Absolutely, because otherwise we don't know what's going on. The structure is the strategy that's gonna make that happen. So the first thing we wanna look at is how we're gonna make the strategy. Sorry, how we make the structure. The first step of this is to have an OAG, which is what we're gonna talk about today. Overarching goal. Whenever I work with someone uh, as a coach or as a trainer, is we always want to create an overarching goal. The overarching goal is the goal that you can see the furthest point out. It is the, um, the biggest um, accomplishment at point you want to be working to. So this could be three years from now, it could be five years from now, it could be 10, 20, 30, 40, depending on, on how you've cultivated your goal setting thinking and your approach to these things, it will be the goal that has, you know, it is the furthest out. And what this will do is when I'm coaching people, this will be the point that we're working to. This here will be the umbrella for everything we're working on inside those conversations, inside those sessions. The other actions that we start to work on and, and um, review and develop will all sit underneath this umbrella, helping us to move to that point there. 
that fateful question that we get asked when we're in an interview though, where do you see yourself in five years time? And we have the cliche answers and they'll probably come up. Um, where do I see myself in five years time? Doing your job, because it makes me sound um, positive and enthusiastic and, and all those things. The problem is with that question, or the problem is with answering that question is we don't get asked it enough and we don't ask ourselves that question enough and actually to, and to sit in it and find that answer and to work out where we want to go and what we want to do. And as a result of that, when we do get asked it, we get stumped and the answer we often get is, I don't know. And we have to go away and ruminate on it and, and come up with ideas. And it becomes difficult. So the first part of the structure is, is you want an overarching goal. Poll time, I think. Let's have a look at this. Big question for you all today. In line with the exit strategy, when did you start planning for your next job? We're going to open the poll up quickly for this because I want to get some ideas of, of when you started to do this. Let's have a look. So the poll's open. When did you start planning for your next job? Twelve months plus we've got a lot of people saying 12 months plus one month so when we start looking at and as he's asked when we start looking at the overarching goal it makes it much easier to start planning what the next job's going to be what the next step is what promotion do I need to be working on or department do I need to be angling to in order to make this a reality when we can see that we can start to work out the steps because you can map forward and engineer backwards ah just being reminded i'm not on full screen apologies thank you for the reminder andy appreciated so when we have the overarching goal we can understand what the steps are that are going to make us get there and then we can start planning out well actually what's the next job that i need to be in what's the next promotion or what i need to, to work on that's going to make that happen which departments do I need to get more experience on that's going to bring that to life? Then by doing that, we can actually start to, you know, make it really congruent choices, conscious choices. So what have we got? We've got 13% said um, they, they planned one month. Then it goes to 13%. We've got six months, 25%, 12 months, and 50%, which is a great number and very rare that we see this sort of stuff, that people were planning their next job 12 months or more in order to get that job. More often than not, what happens is we're doing a job and a certain amount of frustration comes up and a certain amount of challenge comes up and it's not. then we start looking on the job boards. And we go, oh, that's an interesting job. Oh, look, the closing date's in three weeks' time. Let's put loads of energy in for three weeks in order to get that job. And this is what has happened is, is you're going from this roller coaster and you go, oh, I've got the job and your energy drops off. And you go, oh, I'll get the job. And then the energy drops off. And then, oh, I'll get the job. And you spend your whole time doing this. But when you draw a line through it, it's about a 2.5% average growth, which is normally what you get at the end of the year um, for the cost of living allowance. And it increases that way, if you get a raise at all. The idea when you're looking at this is you go, oh, because I've got the overarching goal, I know where I need to be maybe I plateau more than I dip and then I go up and then I plateau and then I dip and then I go up 
And over here, the percentage increase is whatever you want to make it. I hope this is ringing or people are seeing how this can work. The idea is that because you understand where you're going, you're less likely to dip off and lose the engagement and enthusiasm in what you're doing and then have to use the dip in order to try and power this. And we start to use some of this momentum to actually push us forward faster. It might be a time for a good whiteboard coin. I hope this is making sense. So we need to have this structure. The first part is the OAG, overarching goal. We'll talk about the second part. In part one, I also talked about pirates and pilots. So the difference between this is understanding, you know, is, is a pilot, although they seem like they've got this phenomenal job and they've got this smart outfit and they get to fly around the world, they still get told what to do. They're still given a flight path and they have to go on that and there is no deviation to it. They get, you know, they, they get given the plan and the checklist and there is, there is no, no room for maneuver or room for, for deviance in that. Whereas when we were with the pirate, you know, the, the, the swashbuckling adventurer, as we remember them as children when we were using our imagination, is we can make a decision where we want to go. Where is this journey going to take us? Where are we going to find the treasure in what we do and inside our jobs and inside our careers? And that's why when we put the X there, we can then start working out how we want to make this adventure last. The challenge is, though, as we grow up, we learn not to use our imagination and we start to live in kind of a more realistic or a so-called realistic life based on what someone else thinks is we're capable of based on the grades that we get from school, based on the, the comments that we get uh, given at the bottom of our marking sheets. But the truth is, you know, those emotions that we're giving ourselves because of those comments, because of those grades, because of those marks, we have to remember, and I've said it before and I'll say it again, that labels are Velcro, not super glue, and we can change them and do whatever it is we want to do. So an overarching goal for me, here, I normally aim for five years. What do you want to achieve? What do you want to do in five years time? And people will say to me, I don't know, can't think about that. It's too far away. And I'll say, okay, so you're looking in front and everyone can do this. You can do this at home. Think about five years from now, what can you see? How far away does it feel? And then when you turn around and look the other way and you look five years behind you, how close does it feel? So we get caught in this trap in our head that five years from now seems like such a long way away and I, I don't, I shouldn't be thinking about it and I, and I can't think about it, I can't even imagine that. And then we turn around and look at five years ago, you suddenly, ah, it feels like a blink of an eye. And I can't, and I'll again paraphrase the quote, people, overestimate what they think they can achieve in one year and underestimate what they what they can achieve in five to ten years because that that paradox or the the, the illusion that the brain uh, creates with time that time seems so far away in front of us that we can't put tangible benchmarks in place to make it work where do you want to be in five years time what do you want to be doing? Remember where you were five years ago. 
remember where you were 10 years ago? Did you think you would be doing now what you are doing 10 years ago? Did you think you would have the children you've got? Did you think you would have the jobs that you've got, the amount of pay that you've got? Now take that thinking and scale it out in front of you and see what's capable of. Do the line graph. Where is Where was your salary 15 years ago or five years ago? And where would you like it to be? Or where would it actually mathematically be in relation to those leaps you've taken? Where would that be in five years time? And how do you map that through? When you can start to understand that and your logical part of your brain goes, oh, that's what I was doing then. This is what I can do that now. Now, and you'll start to go, okay, actually I can do this. And you'll start to put those things in place to make it work. Who here knows where they want to be in five years time? wait for it yes got one yeah got a couple coming in good for those that aren't sure or need you know a couple of questions that are going to help to prompt this nice cfo fantastic yes but it may take a number of side steps to get there absolutely as long as you know what the steps are you can bring it to life if you are uncertain about what your overarching goal is and where you want to be in your career, in your job or in, in the business, a couple of key questions that you can ask yourself to make this work. One, what have I done in the last 12 months that made me feel proud? Ask yourself this. What have you done in the last 12 months that have made you feel proud? Two, excitement. What have you done in the last 12 months or are you planning in the next 12 months that fill you with excitement? Um, you know, unbridled, absolute excitement about what you've worked on, the impact that you've created and what it is you're doing. And number three, what are your values? What are your top three values that you cherish most, that you hold dear? And when you answer these three questions, and you can then ask the next question, what was I doing? What was I doing that created the pride? What was I doing that created the excitement? And what was I doing that enabled me to show those values at their highest level? And when you start to answer these questions, you can start to, well, where do I want to be in five years time that gives me the highest probability to demonstrate those what job can I be doing that allows me to do these things more than 80% of the time because if you were doing those things more than 80% of the time how good would your day be how fulfilled would you be in your career then when you start to understand the answer to this question you can feed it back into there and you can start to design that overarching goal. Your OAG. 
hope this makes sense. I hope this is useful. On a scale of one to 10, I'm, I'm conscious of time. I've got one more tool that I want to cover before we close up today. Scale of one to 10 so far, how useful is this for those people looking at their structuring? Got some tens flying up, eights, good, fantastic. Challenge, we talked about this last week and the reality of setting big goals. The problem is they are big. So I had a look at this, I did some research this morning. We need to set big goals because then they're engaging, they, they, they energize us and they are mentally, physically and emotionally stimulating and pull us towards them. Well, what we need to understand is that there's gonna be challenge. There is challenge with this. When we look five years out, we go, bloody hell. And you know, you, you, you can feel the, um, the, the, the power and the, the presence of that goal, you're just left staggered and, and stunned and it just becomes too much. But when you go five years in the future and look back, you suddenly think, hold on, that's really small. Why was I even bothered about that? Because your mental bandwidth and capacity can't perceive you doing that yet because you're not doing it. But when you look around and then measure out the growth that you've come through, you can start to um, reassess or realign your thinking to make it happen. We have to face into bigger challenges. You cannot go, or we do not go to the gym of life to lift lighter weights. You have to go and embrace the bigger challenges in order for you to become um, the person you need to become in order to make that goal a reality. Because it's never about achieving the goal, it's about the person you have to become in order to make the goal a reality. So we need bigger challenges and we need to line those challenges up in front of us in order to get where we're going. So we have to see the challenge. So look, you know, many challenges seem impossible when we first look at them. This is the first stage of it. Then when we, you know, sooner rather than later, we find that challenges already come downstream, whether we wanted it to or not. Home working was one of those for most companies right now. Oh no, we haven't got the infrastructure. Oh no, we haven't got the resources. Oh no, we haven't got the software to do home working. You have now. So if you're not preparing for the challenge, the challenge will come downstream. So the first one we want to do is, is three C's. Ah, he says, other way around. C cubed, there we go. Your first C is challenge. What are your challenges? How big is your challenge? What's the scale of it? What challenges do I need to put in place in order to prepare me physically and mentally to get there? Embrace it. C number two, use your coaching questions. We did some last week. We've also got the coaching cards available on the store. Understand your challenge, face into it, lean into it, embrace it and ask yourself better questions in order to move into it, through it, round it, whatever it is you need to do. The Obstacle is the Way, great book by Ryan Holiday, I think it is, The Obstacle is the Way. You know, if we, the moment we face away from things, it will still come to get us. From the coaching questions you've asked yourself, create new action steps. Create the forward momentum that's going to move you from here to where you need to be over here. You do it in bite-sized chunks though. When we break down the structure tomorrow, we're going to take the OAG, the five-year, 10-year goal, and we're going to break it down into the next 12 months. Because you cannot face into this fully without understanding all the individual elements, moving parts, and resources required and thinking capacity that is required to make it happen as well. So, 
overview of today, crikey. I felt like we were going to get more done today. I think I overestimated what I was going to squeeze into 20 minutes. One, what is your strategy? You need to have a structure in place. You need also to have an overarching goal, a big theme of where you want to get to. And it doesn't matter if you're going to retire or something's going to happen. There's still things that happen after that. Use some key questions to find out where you want to be in five years' time. Pride, excitement, your values. What were you doing? What is it you could be doing that enables you to do it more than 80% of the time in this space? Understand that the goal is going to be big. There are going to be challenges to it. When you start to structure your PDP, you can break it down. But you need to understand what your challenges are. What is the biggest challenge? How I break that down into manageable challenges. Ask myself some coaching questions. Like I said, use the cards if you need to. If you've got them, if not, go and get yourself a pack of them. And then three, create some steps and actions and movement that start to move you down this road to where it is that's going to create that fulfillment for you. I hope that was useful. What have you taken away from today's conversation, today's session, that is or has been useful for you right now? What are you taking away from today? What's on your keepers? What have you got written down? Fire them up on the, on the questions box. Let's have a look. Strategy without tactics, absolutely. Wise man was Sun Tzu. Labels of Velcro, not super glue, absolutely. I've said it before and I'll say it again. One of my teachers taught me that. It is phenomenally powerful. We can just take them off, put whatever, put whatever we want in there. I am whatever I want to be. Start thinking forward, absolutely. It's the reason why we have eyes facing forward because we're apex predators. We have forward-facing eyes so we can see where we're going and we have the ability to visualize things that aren't even there. Coaching questions, I need to ask myself, absolutely. Grab the cards. You know, I'm happy to help with this. We've got a few of them online already um, and you can start inputting on that. Look at what you've done in the last five years. So why does that, that next five years seem so overwhelming? Because it hasn't happened yet. It's outside of your comfort zone. Your brain thinks, oh, that's not, that doesn't feel right. It can't, it doesn't got a tangible proof. So you need to start putting some of that logic in, that tangible proof, and it helps your brain to go, help to move you forward rather than hold you back. Combination of yesterday and today, I need to, need to become a pirate. That's probably really bad. Um, I hope we can cut that out of the video later. Um, never about achieving the goal, it's about becoming the person you need to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's never about the goal. It's about you becoming that person you see in that goal. It's about you visualizing that person that you will be that is successful in that moment doing that, all those things and using yourself as your biggest role model. It's not about what anyone else wants to do, it's about you. And you know, stop chasing other people's version of reality, their successes, and just be the greatest version of you. And then see yourself there and just allow that to pull you forward. Three C's framework is, yeah, super helpful. Embrace your challenges. You need these. Phenomenal. Um, Sorry for shouting. No, you're not shouting. It's fine. It's capitals. So I can work with that. Um, the person I must be to pursue my dreams. Absolutely. Looking back five years was like yesterday. Yeah, it's frightening. Frightening how fast it goes. Um, five years into the future is like a marathon, but understanding the 80% will drive my happiness and destiny. There's so much good stuff coming through. Who is the person I need to be to get the goal? A lot of this is coming through. That's such an amazing reality. Um, the other tweak to this when we're doing the goal setting side of things, it's also not about achieving the goal. It's about the emotions that you will feel when you get there. So one is the person that I need to become in order to make that a reality. And the second is the emotion that I want to feel when I get there. 
you have a choice in any given moment to feel that emotion. You don't have to wait to be that person or wait to arrive at that point. I will feel happy when. No, you won't. Because when you get there, you won't feel it because the goal will have moved anyway, because that's what goals do. When you start to embed the emotion that this is how I want to feel in this moment, this is you no, know, these are the feelings. The more you generate that emotion, the quicker the goal will actually arrive anyway. Five-year review is helpful, provides a look at the past and hopefully helps avoid the same mistakes. Absolutely. Phenomenal. Thank you very much. Look, before we even come out of this, what questions have you got for me for today? Really appreciate it. I really appreciate the input. There's some people here that have commented that haven't commented before. I'm loving that, that we're getting some new people speaking in, in this new dialogue going. What questions have you got for me right now that's going to help you continue to build this structure? And I think my doodling's getting worse, okay? I'm not sure that's gonna improve. And I could you know, base it on previous five years, statistical success, yes. And make sure you're mapping the growth of where you started in your first job, when you go to the second job, when you go to the third job, and then make sure it's an exponential jump up in accordance with those other leaps. You know, it's not just case of, well, add 2%, add 2%, no, 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 no. Let's just make sure, you know, if it jumps up 15%, what does the next one do? And so on and so forth. What questions have you got for me for today? No questions today. But please make sure you can continue tomorrow with some more today's awesomeness. Do you know what? Thanks very much for that. That is amazing. Look, if there are no questions, tomorrow, we've got the link for tomorrow's um, session in the chat box register for tomorrow we're going to keep building this we're going to keep building the momentum um, i'm looking at the other elements we need to include and i'm going to give you as much as i can in these five days to help you with your pdp question coming in what is your best coaching question am i giving away trade secrets here different shirt for tomorrow <laughs> hold on let's go back to the previous my favorite question i've got a handful of them and my favorite one is did I ask you that? And what do we mean by this? When I ask people these sorts of questions, where do you see yourself in five years time? And they say, I don't know. Did I ask you if you know or not? So the moment that you start using answers like, I don't know, what actually it is, is a mechanism for excuse. You're using your, your ability to use your language to help validate why you're not doing things. I don't know that. Did I ask if you know? No. What was the question? Where do I see myself in five years time? Okay, brilliant. So what's the answer to that question? And it forces the thinking. What happens is over a course of time, we get complacent with our level of learning or where we want to go with things. And we feel uncomfortable when that thinking is pushed outside of that, that, that circle, outside the prehistoric cave. And as a result of that, we don't want to answer it. So we make excuses. Different shirt, no, I've got a full collection. I'm going on to the next, but I hope that answers the question for you, Nadir. Um, different shirt, no, they're all white. Thank you, Nathan, appreciate it. That is the end of today's session. You've got the link for tomorrow's session in the chat box. Make sure you are registered for tomorrow. You've got the link for the coaching cards there. If you want some coaching questions, uh, high, you know, really, really you know, high value there. The next big question from me to you all, who here, 
needs my support to work with your team who here in, in the people that are connected here right now need or would like me to come and work with their teams what impact would i create for you if we had a conversation to help support the development of your teams you have access we've got the virtual classrooms you've got the support of us if you want to have a deeper conversation with myself, with the MBM team about how we can bring this to life, these sorts of trends to life, with your teams, with your businesses, then please reach out because we'd love to hear from you. Because we want to help, we want to create huge impact and I want to change. My, my personal goal is to help change the world and the face of leadership development through these sorts of conversations, through the coaching skills, through the right questions that help to improve people internally and develop their results externally. So if you would like to have that conversation with us, please make sure you connect and let's do that and let's bring this to life. Everybody, thank you very much for today. I will see you at one o'clock tomorrow for the next part, part three of your personal development planning. Looking forward to seeing you there. Thanks very much. Bye.